Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome into this edition of Big Drive Energy. I am at Big Drive Spence on Twitter, Spencer Smith, here with my little bro, Mitch. At Big Drive Mitch on Twitter. If we're going to plug our shit right now. Um, this episode, we are talking a little bit about the funny stories, all just the crazy shit that's happened to us at Spring Valley. There's been quite a bit that's gone on uh, in our last decade, basically. And then we got a brand new love to see it, hate to see it, and uh, don't be that golfer coming your way, so... Yeah, so for those of you that don't know, I don't know if we've actually said it before, both of us have worked at the golf course since we were fucking 15, 14 years I old. I was 14, so I'm I'm going on 11. And I think I'm going on my 11th summer or 12th summer as I well. I think you're going so, on 12. So we've been there, we've seen it all, from uh, crazy-ass shit on the course to people fighting in the clubhouse to bachelor parties to... Fighting Everything. on the course, wrestling on the course. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into all that. That's kind of what this podcast is about. Um, but first of all, you guys, if you haven't signed up for the DNVR golf membership, you got to get on it quick. It's coming. It's becoming fall, which is our favorite time to play golf. Honestly, my favorite time. The leaves change. Colorado golf courses are absolutely beautiful in the fall. But sign up for that DNVR golf membership. You guys get discounts at Spring Valley, a.k.a. the Valley of Fun, where we're going to tell you all these amazing stories that happen. It's a constant drunk fest out there. Quite a good time. Uh, you get discounts at Common Ground. You get a CGA membership as well. So you get a CGA handicap. You can keep track of if you're getting better. If you're getting worse, hopefully not. Uh, you get lessons discounts from both of us. You know, we're, We consider ourselves great teachers. We've had a lot of success even in this little DNVR kind of area we've taught in. 
I get texts every weekend, you know, this guy's, hey, I'm, I'm shooting way better, I'm hitting it way better, so that's always great to You're see. You're just such a stud. <laughs> that's yeah. always just great to see being a teacher, but we can help you guys out, and if you guys want to schedule lessons, want to schedule fittings, need some new clubs, you got to just email us at thegolfbros, not the golf bros, sorry, golfbros at thednvr.com. We can set you up with lessons, make, basically make it work with your schedule, our schedule, and get you guys better at this game. And, and a few lessons, and honestly, we can hopefully show you guys some good tips and good tricks, and you'll be able to go out there and start beating your friends' ass, which is really the goal of golf every time. You want to go out there, and you're playing with your friends, you're having a good time, you're drinking, but you want to beat the shit out of them and be able to talk all that shit. Well, you want all that smoke from all your friends the rest of the, the rest of the rounds. We even have tips for when you are drinking and what your tendencies are when you are drinking. What do you do when you're seeing two golf balls? <laughs> uh, do you have a tip for that? You swing at the first one. Swing at the first no, one. No, we can, we can dive into that, but it's, it's questionable at best. All right, so I'm going to start out with a funny-ass story. Uh, this is when – this is probably – Six years ago now, seven years ago, I just started working in the pro shop. So when we started working there, we were just fucking running carts, picking the range. I actually did my first ever chew on the in the picker when I was getting trained. Was and it I, like a... It was peach school. It was peach. And it was fire. It was really good. It smelled really good. Shout out Taylor Sneath. Uh, but I also puked it up afterwards. <laughs> I went behind the shed that we were unloading the balls in and threw up everywhere. Just like a sad dog going behind the, the fucking area to go throw up yeah, like that's exactly what happened i just basically found a spot where <laughs> no one was <laughs> where no one could see me especially i can taylor. still picture it to this day because at that point i was like a sophomore in high school and taylor was like a senior and so you you think they're such cool kids you're like i want to impress this guy so i made sure he didn't see me throwing up his <laughs> peach skull pouch that he gave me so Oh, it was a pouch? It was a pouch. No, no, I was using... I was like, going to say, it it's was some, long cut. some loose shit. Yeah, and it was packed in my lip for about <laughs> 10 seconds. I started <laughs> weaving in the picker. I started seeing fucking all the, all the yardage markers were flying all over the place. And I thought, oh, fuck, this isn't going to be good. We need to go upstairs. Up, I need to get to a safe place right now because <laughs> this is coming straight out. But anyways, so we started doing that, but then we both moved into the pro shop after a while. And I, my first, one of my first closing shifts, actually, when you close, you have to basically close down the pro shop, close the registers, wait for all the carts to come in. And I'm sitting there waiting. It's like eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever it was, middle of the summer. And I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for this guy to come in. And we had this crazy member, older dude, glasses, honestly crazy, like not just normal. Off the, off the fucking Legitimately off the rocker, crazy. (laughs) And he always would go out at 6 o'clock at night, 5 o'clock at night, play as many holes as he could. And then he'd tell you he shot like 3, 4 under. Oh, yeah. And he was like 75, 80 years old. Yeah, and he'd skip around, play random holes, jump in front of people. They'd be like calling, who is this guy, who is this guy? So I'm waiting for this cart to come in, and I drive out to number 8. And lo and behold, Mr. Billy Knob is <laughs> in number 8 bunker with his shirt off. <laughs> Rolling, doing basically snow angels in the bunker, not snow angels, sand angels, rather, uh, <laughs> sand's version of a snow angel in the bunker. And I go up to him, and it's pretty much dark at this point, and I'm like, Billy, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, we need think, to, you, you need to go inside. Like, it's dark. Your family's probably waiting for you. I don't know what kind of medication he took, or 
I I really don't know what happened, but I remember you and I going to look for his glasses because he lost them in the bunker. Yeah, he lost his glasses in the bunker. So the next because he was fucking rolling around in the bunker. I was like, dude, we're, I put my headlight on on my phone and we drove back and following him around. This car was swerving like he just had twenty four drinks. He was walking in the pro shop. He ran into one of the pillars in the middle of the pro shop. I I I think he drank like vodka Red Bulls too. Yeah, and that's even eighty-year-old dude pounding VRBs like you just. What are you doing? And so I was needless to say shocked. I didn't know what to do. I thought about calling my boss at the time. I didn't do that because I thought I would get in trouble. And so Billy Knob, that's really one of the funniest stories, and I still tell it to this day. Obviously, just you never know what people are doing out there because once you check them in, they're on their own for four and a half, five hours, whatever it takes them to play. Until they come in, and I knew that was that cart wasn't in, and I knew Billy was the only one out there. And <laughs> lo and behold, there he was, half naked, shirt off. I had to pick his shirt up, pick him up off the ground, and then follow him into the clubhouse. So, needless to say, it was quite the experience for me as a 19-year-old kid getting his one of his first closing shifts in at the pro shop. Yeah, I don't think you get much worse than that. Like once you're there, everything is better. There can be nothing worse than picking an elderly man up out of the bunker and carrying him basically into the pro shop. But my story, one of my stories, one of the many stories, is one of my buddies, he had just finished 18 holes, and he was pretty drunk, and uh, to be expected. And he was talking a bunch of shit to me, and one of our buddies was having a pool party out on the course. One of the guys who lives out on the course or did live on the course. And he goes, hey, if you jump in the pool while you're on the clock with all your clothes on, I'll buy you a brand new club. And I was like, well, fuck, that sounds like a pretty good deal. Like, I was in high school. I didn't have any money. And so I was like, let's take me over to the pool. And so we get there. We're in a golf cart. We jump the fence. And he goes, well, are you going to do it or not? And so I dive in headfirst into the pool. And then he goes, you have to shotgun a beer too. And one of the high school golf coaches that knew me, <laughs> some I didn't know him, but he knew me. Not trying to like big dick it. I mean, it's high school golf. But he was like, you're Mitchell Smith. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he's like, don't do this. This could put you, this could get you in some hot water, whatever. And I fucking shotgun the shit out of that beer i jumped in the pool he bought me a brand new 300 hundred dollar club and it was a timeless i hybrid wasn't it adams adams yeah that's how way back it is adams doesn't even exist anymore but i jumped in the pool shotgun the beer got a club and then i honestly got sick for like two weeks i i got like hypothermia because it wasn't very warm out it was probably like 75 maybe you were the first onset of coronavirus Ten years uh, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Could have started it. I could have. Yeah, for all we fucking know, you're. I did you eat a ba- I did eat zero. a bath the day before. You are patient zero. Yeah, yeah. But for all we know, fuck. But moral of the story: if somebody's gonna buy you something that's expensive like that, you do whatever, relatively, within reason that they want you to do. So I jumped in that pool. I shotgunned a beer. I got a free club out of it. And it was very worth it. And wait, this is the best part. I sold the club two weeks later for what Josh bought it for. 
So I pocketed the money. So you basically made like $300, $250 yeah. for jumping in a pool. Yeah. Fully clothed. Exactly. And I got sick for a little while. I probably had to buy some like prescription medication. But overall, I think it was very worth it. No regrets. Absolutely oh, none. No. Whatsoever. No regrets. All right. So out at the Valley of Fun, as we saw the other day, we see all the time if you've played out there, there's a, quite a bit of wildlife. And there's a bunch of geese. Geese are everywhere. It's unfortunate. We actually got a zero-star review from this angry customer once. Fuck your Yelp review. Yeah, fuck a Yelp review. By the way, actually, let's get into that for a second. If you're going to leave a Yelp review for a course, I'm sure it's just a golf course, a restaurant. People leave Yelp reviews for everything. Take your time. If you're going to leave a Yelp review and be an asshole, take your time and also leave Yelp reviews and be nice because... Everybody always it can wants, affect a business. Yeah, it really can Every, affect a bottom line. Everybody always wants to make a Yelp review when they have a shit time, but the nine hundred ninety-nine out of a thousand other people that have a good time don't leave a Yelp review. They just talk. They just talk about it to their friends or whatever. Word of mouth is good, but a lot of people when they're looking at golf courses nowadays, it's all online, and they see a Yelp review of zero stars. There's geese everywhere. The course looks like <laughs> shit. X and O. X and O. This guy tore into the golf course, and so I get every He literally review. said we should eradicate all of the geese. Like, what is it? What the fuck are you talking about, bro? <laughs> it just blew my mind. Like, how can we control that? Do you want us to kill all of them? Well, we can't. Well, speaking of eradicating geese, my next story kind of <laughs> flows right into that. So a couple weeks ago, actually, we had this kid named Caden that works at the golf course, Hunter, he goes and shoots wild boars in Texas. He does all that kind of stuff. So he's not afraid of wildlife. Me, I'm not touching a fucking goose with a 10-foot pole. And it's a Saturday. It's busy as shit. We get a call from like two different members or people out on the golf course. And they're calling in the pro shop. There's this goose. He's hurt. Oh, my God. What are we going to do? And first of all, like we talked about last week or last pod, I should say, on Don't Be That Golfer, or maybe it was a couple pods ago, don't be that golfer that calls into the pro shop all the fucking time. We got, no joke, six or seven calls within an hour about people complaining about this fucking goose. Like, play past it. It's a goose. It's wildlife. I don't care if it's fucking hurt. What am I going to do about this goose? I'm not a fucking canine unit police. Like, I'm not the, the ESA, no, the EPA, whatever the fuck. You know. PETA. PETA. I'm not PETA. I'm not going to come out here and save this goose. Just fucking keep playing. I'm a golf player. They're like, oh, it's inhumane. I'm like, it's a fucking goose. We have like 400 of them out here. And so finally, our player's assistant that day, this older lady, she calls. And I'm like, all right, we got to fucking handle this situation because I'm tired of answering phone calls about this stupid goose on number eight. So Caden, legend, by the way, he's like, dude, I'm just, I'll just take care of it. And we actually, and I'll post this actually in the, uh, in the article, or if you will, on DNVR, the picture of Caden. So he goes out, and they... It's kind of it's kind of like dark, though, if you post that. No, it's just a picture of him holding the goose. Exactly, but then it dies. It, like and it, it dies. <laughs> like it's, this one it's time we put the way gone. paper on a beat, and it died. <laughs> Anyways, so... It, it's a little dark. I mean, the picture's cute. Like, he's swaddling this goose. Like, it's, a, it's like a brand new dog. Yeah, so Caden goes out there on number eight. Him and James, another guy who works in the program. Shout out Jamesy. Shout out Jamesy. He's the legend. Breakfast. But, so they go out there and swaddle this goose and bring it up to the pro shop. And we're like, dude, just take care of it. So Kate, I'm like, Caden, what are you going to do, dude? Like, 
what are you how are you gonna take care of this thing he's like he just looks at me and goes i'm gonna fucking tornado it i'm like what are you what are you talking about and he goes i'm just gonna take its neck and just give it a little tornado i'm like all right dude i'm not doing that so if you feel comfortable have at it this is one of the times i wish we were live to just show you his action with this goose like what he was imitating what he's gonna do to it we didn't watch it and so they drive down past number 10 into like a little retention pond like there's our retention pond little area where no one can see and they took care of the goose needless to say so yeah he he gone rip goose number 474 (laughs) at the golf course there's still 473 out there living their lives but Caden handled that goose and it was fucking hilarious it was it was hilarious the picture of the goose is good I will let you tweet that I will put that in the article so check out at when you look at this article on DMVR or this podcast, it, the picture will be there of our man Caden swaddling this poor little goose. <laughs> yeah, he knew he was just about toast. Another wildlife story I think we... Piggybacking on the wildlife. Yeah, piggle... Picklebacking. Picklebacking. Pickleback. Anywho... So, we have a lot of raccoons out at Spring Valley. And when we have a lot of geese, we have fucking more raccoons, probably. Yeah, Every like, night, geese, geese are not as invasive and aggressive and potentially rabid like raccoons are. Um, I mean, I could tell you at least half a dozen raccoon stories. But my favorite one is my buddy, one of my, same buddy, Josh Preece. He's not going to listen to this, but that's fine. Uh, He's a professional hunter. He's a hunting guide. He shoots mountain lions, blah, 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 whatever. He basically will go toe-to-toe with anything. And he fucking took a rack. Let's set the story for real quick, set the the stage. (laughs) Josh is about 5'2 and 160 pounds, like just a little... He's about as big as the biggest raccoon I've seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they could have bodied up. Like, they could weigh in. But there's a raccoon up on our upstairs deck, and he decides to grab it by the tail and pick it up. And I... I mean, we've all been drinking, clearly. Like, you don't fucking do that sober. I mean, maybe Josh would, but I don't know. So he goes and picks the raccoon up, and it climbs up its own body, you know, just curls up, does, like, quite the sit-up, quite an impressive sit-up, like an incline sit-up, and just fucking rips his arm apart. And he's, like, swinging at this thing, and they are just going at each other like it's a legitimately good fight. And Josh did win. He's still here to hear this or see it. Uh, but it was nuts. Like, we still have stains <laughs> on our deck upstairs at Spring Valley, a.k.a. the Valley of Fun, to this day from him fighting this fucking raccoon. And he had to go get a tetanus shot. He had to go get a lot of different antibacterial shots. Not the best thing he's ever done. I don't think it was his brightest moment, but pretty good story. And there's another story about raccoons that uh, 
I don't know if I should tell right now. You, yeah. Okay, so we, we trapped a bunch of raccoons. I'm just going to be real. We trapped about two dozen of them. And that's not even the fucking tip of the iceberg. There is, I shit you not, about a hundred raccoons out there. The, the dumpsters are overflowing. Like, it's, it's basically like a nightclub. <laughs> the raccoons have a nightclub in our dumpster. They just fucking go off like they're going full party boy, dancing, eating all the leftover food. And they're probably getting drunk too because there's some alcohol thrown out. But uh, we trapped about two dozen raccoons and we had a Friday afternoon couples. No, I, I take that back. It was a, a glow ball. So for those of you who don't know what a glow ball is, and we actually did end this for insurance purposes. <laughs> like we, we literally is a fucking nightmare. We literally couldn't have it anymore because people were fighting, people were shooting guns. Uh, it's basically everybody golfing in the dark with like neon sticks, neon golf balls. There's sticks in the hole. Whatever, whatever. You get it. But I was doing the bev cart for Global. And I had the headlights on, literally, the headlights were on the bev cart. And I don't think I've ever served so much alcohol. There was al- there was whiskey, vodka, rum, y- you name it. It was flowing. It was absolutely flowing that night. Everybody was buying me shots. I was hammered at work. Not a great look, but this is like five, six years ago, so that doesn't even exist now. <laughs> And we get done with Global, and Josh, Chris, and Chris's wild ass cousin, who would there there's a little backstory of that too. I don't think I should necessarily say it for legal purposes, but we all went out to the maintenance shed, and we brought the two dozen raccoons with us, and needless to say, it didn't end well for them. But we had a fucking blast, and we drank a bottle of Crown. And then Josh and Chris's cousin, I don't even know his name, they f- they went toe-to-toe, and they fucking threw hands. And uh, one of them ended up, he woke up in the middle of 15, in the morning, face down, in the fairway. So, and it wasn't Josh. <laughs> it was Chris's cousin. I don't even know his name. Like I said. But absolute clusterfuck and I actually don't want to like hurt the raccoon community here but I dropped a raccoon from about 80 feet up in a tree just fucking laid on it <laughs> and it just hit the ground like a ton of rocks and I'm sorry it's it's a little bit dark but it was electric for me for the hunting community overall I I really did enjoy myself that and wait one more thing so Chris Chris's cousin gets so fucked up Chris is like he can't drive so Chris is also hammered and he takes his pocket knife and fucking cuts all four of his cousin's tires he's like you're not driving tonight <laughs> and his cousin is passed out in the field like he's not gonna drive and Chris just goes bang 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 Bang. Just fucking cuts all of his tires. And as we were leaving, the sun is peeking over the hill. It's like 5.30 in the morning in the middle of July. 
I was like, fuck, I need to go home and go to sleep. And uh, Chris did buy his cousin all four tires. Because <laughs> he, sla- he slashed every single fucking tire he had on that thing. He's like, he's not driving home. And moral of the story, uh, just don't get that drunk and shoot a raccoons. But yeah. also, if you're going to do that, just don't slash your your friend's tires. Yeah, there's been quite a few very drunken late nights at Spring Valley playing in between hundreds oh, of oh, thousands. That's, of, that's another good story. Thousands of dollars lost. But Shout out to Uncle Tim. My story, uh, next story, is uh, last week, actually, this happened. <laughs> uh, we have a member that, he's an older dude, and he comes in and plays men's league every Thursday. And he tees off his first tee time of the day is roughly 10.30. Plays 18. And then always wants to go back off again every week. They play like 54 holes. Yeah, and it, they're drunk and destroyed by the end of the story, by the end of the night. And last week, same story. We couldn't get, we couldn't find a cart. We were one cart short. It's dark. Everybody should be in. And we go out to the parking lot and go up to the top of the very end of the parking lot. And this dude, his name's Denny. I'm gonna call him out. He's not listening. He's he, he actually didn't sign up for a tournament because he doesn't have a fucking email address. That's how old this <laughs> motherfucker is. So I know you're yeah, not listening. He's no still fucking, got a flip phone. He's not listening to no Big Drive Energy podcast, as great as this podcast is. And we find him passed the fuck out in the cart, in the seat. His bag is on the ground, broken. It fell off the cart. He was completely asleep. Completely asleep. Just it's saw on logs. No joke. 8.30 at night. Pitch black, two cars in the parking lot, sawn logs, bag hanging off the cart, broken on the ground. It was, needless to say, it was a great day for him, horrible night for him, probably a horrible next morning for yeah, him. Yeah, I'm sure his wife was not very happy about that. No. Before we get into our last story, we're going to do a little love to see it. I hate to see it for the week. Uh, my love to see it is Rory McIlroy becoming a dad. I mean... He embodies golf. He is a legend in his own right. He's only like 31, 32, something like that, I hope. I think. I mean, that kind of dates me a little bit, but I think he's in his early 30s. And him and his wife, I mean, he was married to, or he was engaged to the tennis player. And now he's married to some random smoke show that I don't really know her name. But they just had a kid and they named it Poppy. Great name. They named him Poppy? It's her. Her. Her name is Poppy. Her name is Poppy. Oh, like P-O-P-P-Y. Yeah. I was thinking (laughs) P-A-P-I. I I was like, what in the actual fuck is going on? Like Poppy. Poppy. Okay. Not like Pappy. Not like Pappy. Like. Not like Big Pappy. Yeah. Yeah. Not like Big Poppy. Okay, I can No, like P-O-P-P-Y, like, like a uh, poppy seed. Okay, all right. I do with fuck that. with those muffins, uh, poppy seed muffins, if you've never tried them. Yeah, Rory, like, went on a run right after he became single. Yeah. Right after he got, like... And now, well, he started dating that dude... Or, <laughs> Jesus. Whoa! He started dating that, that girl, like, I think, like, a month after he broke up with Caroline Wozniacki. Okay. And uh, it was kind of... Kept under wraps. I don't really know. But this relationship really hasn't been 
publicized at all. And so we just all found out that like a week ago they were about to have a kid. And he almost could have missed the the Tour Championship because of it. So, But he didn't. He didn't. She was born, I think, on... What is today? <laughs> Saturday. I think Tuesday or Wednesday. And he took a jet, obviously. He's worth fucking $250 million. He took a private jet over to East Lake. He's played a million times. And uh, he's... I think he's top 10 in the FedEx Cup. So... My favorite thing is, though, is that he is, there was a quote from him where he goes, everything's so nice at the hospital, the nurses are all around doing everything, and then they just hand you your kid, and they just send you home. Like, there's no, he literally said, there's no instruction manual with it. Like, what the fuck do I do with this kid? And I think you and I are close to having kids at some point, maybe. I don't know. But... It's kind of relatable, like, what the fuck is going on with this kid? What is this human <laughs> that I have to now take care of and t- do everything for? Yeah. So, he's playing golf. He's playing for $15 million, literally $15 million, in the middle of him and his wife having a kid in the last two, three days. So, hats off to him, 100%. Well, and my love to see is just this weekend's tournament in general, the top four players in the world going at it, at the, sitting at one point on Friday in the top four in the tournament. John Rahm, you got Dustin Johnson, Rory's up there. It's just a great time for golf. And the best part is, is even after the Tour Championship, normally that's when golf kind of dies off. we got off. the fucking U.S. We Open. we got the U.S. Open We're just and rolling the right into the, the majors. Yeah, yeah. we got U.S. Open and the Masters. So as much it's as an electric year, factory. As much as this year has sucked up until this point, it's going to be great November, December for golf because you don't ever see a major usually past late August, I think, usually. So yeah. what I love to see it's just the, the amount of talent that's in this tournament. There's only 30 dudes, I believe, and they're playing East Lake, great golf course down there, and they're going at it, and Dustin Johnson's looking pretty solid, but you never know. It's, it's Do you just, know where East Lake is? Georgia. Fair enough. Mother. Okay. <laughs> I know my shit sometimes. <laughs> All right. I just wanted to confirm that he knew where it <laughs> so, was. So, one last story I got is, this just happened a couple weeks ago, too. It's fresh in the mind. So, we had a bachelor party out of Spring Valley. And these guys seemed really cool the whole round until the end. And our poor fucking cart kid, Parker. This dude was literally like a ravaged beast. He ripped his shirt off in the parking lot, and he was, he was determined to go swimming in the pond on 10. And he was like, beelining for it. He was beelining for it. Parker had to physically stop this dude from running down the hill, probably eating shit, because it's a slick-ass sidewalk where we wash the carts. And this dude was beating feet, running straight for the pond. And luckily, Parker stopped him, didn't allow him to fully plunge into the pond, because that creates a whole bunch of other fucking scenarios for us. A lot of things in, are involved there. but Hopefully he knows how to swim. Yeah, exactly. But luckily, Fuck we didn't him. have to deal with that. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty of bachelor parties. We had a, a tournament last year where uh, Sean, one of our other pros out of the Valley of Fun, was just driving around, and he just happened to catch some dude nosediving into the pond just for fun. Like, what the fuck? This is and I'm not trying to make golf sound stuffy, but literally just don't jump into the pond. That's 
that is We're one really of... just asking you not to be a gigantic fucking asshole, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, like, this is normal life in general. Don't be an asshole when you're at a golf course. Don't jump into the fucking pond head first. That's all I'm asking. Like, there's, there's not a whole lot that we don't allow. You can get blackout drunk out there as long as you're keeping up with pace. Exactly. As long as you can keep up with the group in front of you. And uh, not destroy the property. Yeah, and just have a good time. That's all we ask. There's all a right. few. There's few parameters. So segueing into don't destroy the property because that's one of our don't be that golfers or was my don't be that golfer for this week is don't be that golfer that is the guy that when every time like or it's not necessarily the guy. It just could be an instant. But when you hit a ball and it's clearly going for the water and everybody in the group sees it splash, don't be that guy that's like, that's in the water. That's complete A1 douchebag type of shit. We yeah. all saw it go in the fucking water. Just pack salt yeah. in the wound. Like, that pi- that's that rude. Pisses off, that pisses me off when somebody's like, oh, that's an hazard. <laughs> I've that's done that to Spencer many a time. That's in the sand. Like, I fucking saw it. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. it, the ball splash in the sand. I know it's in the fucking sand. Thank you, Madden. My response is usually, thank you, Madden, or thank you, uh... Who's that detective? Um, fuck. Never mind. But that is usually the common response is like, thank you, detective asshole. Or just go fuck yourself. <laughs> One of those two. Take your dick, turn it around, <laughs> and go fuck yourself. <laughs> yes, so my don't be that golfer for the week is... Don't be that golfer that accuses people of cheating because they're just butthurt that they got beat. And the person accusing said person of cheating was actually my teammate just today. So on 18, he hit the cart path, unmentioned name. Unmentioned name hit the cart path, and his drive on a 560-yard par 5 was, uh, I want to say, like, 180, 190 out, something like that. And he hit it next to the green and ended up making birdie. And my teammate goes, no fucking way your drive. Like, we didn't even know until we finished the hole that he had made birdie. And... My teammate goes, no fucking way you made birdie. And they almost got into fisticuffs over it. And I'm not saying, I, I can't go against my teammate, you know, like he's, that's family. <laughs> you know, when your teammates are someone, you back them as long as you can until they're absolutely full of shit. And I was like, dude, he didn't cheat. His tee shot hit the cart path, bounced. 190 out, and he made birdie. Like, I can't... I can't knock... (laughs) Knock shit. Talk shit about that. But, just don't be that guy. Don't be a poor loser, or a sore loser. Whatever. Just don't be that golfer. Take your L. I've been there. We took an L on Monday. And it was rough. But we took that L with grace. I mean, Spencer did get pretty pissed when Corey buried, like, a 30-footer on 18. But I, I would like to think we had a little bit of a 
class. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, we're, we're class. Class, class, class. Everything's first class. <laughs> All right, you guys. So thanks for listening to this episode. Once again, if you like us, give us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you liked this episode in specific about golf stories from the course, we got many more of those. We'll get with some other golf pros like we did last week, get some more funny stories because these are endless. So we're going to call this version one. There will be multiple versions forthcoming. Um, and you guys, if you have a DNVR membership and you're listening to this podcast and you want some DNVR merch, use our code BDE, BDE, Big Drive Energy, but just the BDE, and get yourself 10% off anything at dnvrlocker.com. The new OGO polos are now in stock. They're shipping out. I've got mine. Mitchell's got his. We've Multiple other DNVR golf members have tweeted us that they got theirs. If you saw our sweet TikTok video from yesterday of me hitting bombs with the Skrillex overview, it was a great one. And you guys can get that 10% off if you've already got the DNVR golf membership. Maybe you want to get the polo for somebody else. Use that code. Get 10% off anything at dnvrlocker.com. With that, this is another episode of Big Drive Energy. We'll talk to you guys next time.